This is AutoLine This Week, the show that gets you inside the global automotive industry. AutoLine This Week partnered with the Consulate General of Canada in Detroit to produce this episode. Hi, I'm John McElroy, and thanks for joining us on AutoLine This Week. Today, we're going to be talking about sales, marketing, and the retail end of the market, because I've got two pros that are joining me for the show. Later on in the show, we're going to have Allison Witherspoon. She is the first CMO at Nissan, the first chief marketing officer. And they really need that help kind of right now because Nissan is going through a tough time. But we kick off the show right now with Mark Lenave. He's the vice president of sales and marketing at the Ford Motor Company in the U.S. And Mark, thanks so much for your time today. God, it's a thrill to be with you, John. You guys, Ford Motor Company, have got so much new product rolling out right now. The new F-150 with all different kinds of model permutations. You've got the electric Mustang Mach-E. You've got the Ford Bronco Sport and the Bronco coming out. So my first question to you is, this is almost like too much. This is Christmas right now. How do you make sure with your training, all your materials, your advertising, marketing spend, that you give the right balance to each of these products so they don't get lost in the clutter? Yeah, it's a, it's a great point, John. I mean, it's a plethora of riches, obviously. And, uh, uh, you know, I've said, you know, I've, I, I've, I've said internally, I believe it's one of the biggest launch years in our history, if not the biggest. Now, you know, Ford's a 117-year-old company, so that might not be exactly true, but it's certainly the biggest that I can ever remember and, uh, and with, with my eight years involved with the business at Ford. But if you think about it, uh, our first ever foray, uh, full battery electric vehicle, uh, entering in, you know, the electric, ushering in the electrification era for Ford, F-150, the backbone of our franchise uh, and of, uh, you know, a big chunk of our dealer business. And then Introduction of not just the Bronco product, but a brand, uh, you know, the Bronco Sport, followed by the two-door and four-door with a whole different way to go to market and a whole big life uh, lifestyle brand built around it. It's a real, ex- and, and John, we're kind of launching them all at the same time. Like job one is like very close, you know, within weeks of, of the three of them being together. So the team's been working on it, both the industrial side of our business and then my team on, on the go-to-market plans. We've been working on it all year. And doing it in a COVID remote environment for the most part, and it's been a tremendous amount of work, but we are really excited. And our dealers, are, as these vehicles are starting to arrive, are beyond excited. And it's like such a thrill to get to talk to them. I got to believe that you've really ramped up your budget then to be able to launch all these at the same time. You know, what's interesting is, uh, you know, during the, er- during the early part of the, uh, of the COVID uh, pandemic, a lot of advertisers uh, trimmed way back. Certainly all the OEMs did because of the lost production. We steadily fed that advertising back into the market. Uh, you know, it's been a miracle how well the automotive industry has recovered and our business at Ford has recovered. So we've got a lot of marketing activities planned. It's different than in past years where it was, you know, you know, almost exclusively television and print. You know, now it's heavy digital, experiential. We have a lot of things going with Bronco that are very different in terms of things we're going to do for our customers and to activate not just around the product, but around the, the, the customer experience with the Bronco brand. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a heavy marketing period for us, uh, but a lot going on in the customer experience side as well. Mark, what I've really liked is some of the videos that you guys have used and new ways of launching these vehicles online. So, for example, some of the videos that you guys put out for the Bronco were, were spectacular, and, and you spread them across different networks and different platforms and the like. 
talk us through a little bit about how that is changing because of COVID. You know, we can't go to auto shows or other special events or things like that. So much of this has migrated online. How effective is it? It's been really effective, John. You could kind of call it, you know, uh, not to be trite, but necessity is the mother of invention. I mean, we've had to do things differently this year from everything from our meetings to, uh, you know, the way that we've built up our creative campaigns, working uh, with our agencies. And, you know, we had big plans for what would have been the North American show to launch Bronco uh, back in June. Obviously, uh, unfortunately, that got canceled along with a whole host of other things. So the team really went to work. We did their cooperative effort uh, with uh, Disney. Uh, where we debuted on uh, uh, Nat Geo, ABC, and ESPN with those short uh, custom videos that you're, speak- that you're speaking about. That that night, we opened up the, our website for Bronco Reservations and broke the internet, uh, literally. Uh, had, had so many coming in at one time. We're now at over 190,000 reservations with deposits. I've never seen anything like it uh, for the Bronco two-door and four-door. And I got, I got to tell you, John, uh, and I know I'm not answering your question exactly, but I get so excited. The sport is arriving. I've said to everyone, you know, everyone was kind of focused on the big Bronco returning and didn't know quite mentally where to put the sport. And, you know, obviously we've done a lot of work with our dealers in the training. Now that that sport is, because it's first, it's hitting the dealerships. They are literally following the trucks into our dealers' parking lots and buying them as they're coming off the truck. I mean, it is a, it's an exciting product and a great size and a great price point. With all-wheel drive, you know, superb off-road capability that we demonstrated in those videos you're talking about. So we're real excited. It's going to be a big hit, too, in addition to the two-door and four-door. Mark, as we get back to whatever we're going to call normal, you know, and the vaccines are rolling out, I think we're going to get this thing behind us at some point. But we go back to normal. I mean, you just talked about those videos and launching them on different networks. I thought that was very effective. Do you think you're going to keep some of these things that we've learned from uh, having to deal with COVID as a way of presenting new product? It's a great, a great question, John. I, I think a couple things for sure. I think customers are doing more and more of their shopping online. That was a trend pre-COVID. It's accelerated during COVID in all categories. And our dealers have adjusted really well. So I think more and more of the uh, online kind of shopping, information gathering, even big parts of the transaction, if not a complete end-to-end transaction, uh, is going to be with us now. That I think the COVID environment, the pandemic, accelerated that. I think the way we work at Ford, where you get a little bit more, uh, where you don't have a fixed place that you go to work every single day, but maybe you got you know co- collaborative spaces and office you use once in a while. You do some more work from home, provide more work-life flexibility, especially for our young family and our people with kids that are that are in school and other things. And then I think the way we do meetings and communicate, uh, we did our entire. We were going to have a huge dealer show in Las Vegas in September to launch these three new products, get into a deep, go through our plans with our dealers. We did it entirely by video, 10 hours of content. Um, I felt like I was uh, hosting a, you know, a variety show, you know, old line variety show, but it came off really well. Our dealers, uh, 98% uh, absolutely gave us top box scores on the information, the communication, the medium. Uh, we all saved money from having to travel and other things. Now, that being face-to-face, I'm, I'm a relationship guy. I mean, that's important with our dealers and with each other. But I do think that some of these new tools now that we've developed and uh, just a mental hurdle that you can do them on videos as opposed to face-to-face on some of these key uh, gatherings or, or meetings, I think some of that's here to stay, that we'll do more, you know, a hybrid of video and face-to-face. It gives us another tool. Let's talk a little bit about electric cars. You've got your first really dedicated EV 
coming out with the Mustang Mach-E. But, you know, I I look across town at what Cadillac's doing. You ran Cadillac earlier in your career. They're telling everybody the brand is going completely electric within five years, and they're buying out dealers who may not want to go down that path. Is that something that you might consider for Lincoln? Uh, John, I, you know, I can't comment on future plans for Lincoln, and I spend 99.9% of my time on Ford. I, I can't tell you that there is no doubt that electric vehicles, full battery electrics are a bigger part of our future uh, than maybe people thought a few years ago. Um, we've seen, you know, let's, there's no hiding. Tesla's had a lot of success in terms of acceptance of those kinds of products into the marketplace. Uh, we've got a fully, fully competitive, not superior product in that, in that four-door hatchback now with Mustang Mach-E, but it's also, also carrying that great Mustang uh, brand and badge and, and, and legacy. And as Ford talked about, we're going to electrify a lot of our most iconic nameplates. It's going to be a very significant part of our business. We're getting our dealers, they're ready for Mach-E, uh, fully ready in terms of their sales and service operations. And with an eye toward the F1, the all-electric F-150 that'll be coming, I was at our plant um, a month or two ago with some dealers, and they're building that magnificent plant there to Rouge to build that new F-150 Bev. And it's like something out of, uh, you know, a science fiction movie. I mean, it just blows my mind that the level of technology just in the production, let alone into the product. So it's no question this is a bigger part of our future across uh, the, the entire uh, automotive landscape, and certainly for Ford. And we plan to be not just participating, but to be leaders in it. And I, I've got every confidence we're going to do just that. You know, one of the impressive things to me about the new F-150 and the electric Mustang Mach-E is they have all new electronic architecture, which allows them to have over-the-air updates like Tesla has has been doing for years now. But what I'm wondering is what you're communicating to your retailers on about this technology, because, as you know, a lot of things that get serviced right now uh, where customers have got to take their car to the dealership can be handled with an over-the-air update. You just have the information beamed into their car, they get new software, and it's up and running again. Uh, Of course, servicing, warranty work is a huge uh, amount of revenue for your dealers. So what are you talking to them about with these over-the-air updates? John, we're getting, you know, obviously we're having a lot of great discussions with the dealers in preparation for the the electric vehicles. In fact, you get the -the over-the-air update, doesn't have to be a full bag. We're going to have them in the new F-150 we're launching right now. Uh, with onboard modem is able to do over there updates. It's a way to keep the vehicle current, to add features. Uh, you get a lot of diagnostic and other uh, uh, de- uh, you know vehicle data that's going to be very helpful to uh, Ford, to the customers, to the dealers. Uh, there's no question that if you really think about an industry that is largely electric vehicles or some service, um, you know, that you wouldn't have the same service opportunity that you would have as ICE engines, but. We have some time, you know, we're rolling these vehicles in. It's a very serious part of our future. But, you know, if, if you think about, we've got 40 million roughly Fords on the road right now that are ICE. There's, we, we're working with our dealers on the time that we have to, you know, as these, as these new vehicles burn in and, you know, the existing car park that needs to be serviced and the other uh, opportunities they'll have on personalization, um, you know, connected services and other things that will provide revenue opportunities for Ford and for our dealers, we think that'll equalize itself out with some of the reduced kind of oil changes and other things that the, that the dealers do today. And it's a very lively t- topic conversation, not contentious, but it's something that we got to work together with our dealers because, as you said, that is a key revenue stream for them, their back end. 
Yeah, speaking of uh, the Mach-E2, what, what impresses me is Ford has said from the get-go, this is a 50-state vehicle. You're not just going to sell them in states that have got more requirements for electric vehicles, such as California and some of the other ZEV states. Uh, what have your dealers told you? I mean, this is going to require new training, new tools, and things like that. What's their reaction been from that side of uh, bringing out this new electric vehicle? Dealers are excited about it, John. They're, uh, you know, of our uh, 3,100 dealers, the vast majority, you had to make a, an investment into, into certain tooling, charging stations, training to be able to sell the Mach-E and then subsequently the, the F-150 and every other electric vehicle that comes after it from Ford. The vast majority made that investment, whether they're in one of the 10 Z states or not. Dealers in Texas are, are um you know, anxiously awaiting get, getting their Mach-E's. I think that it's going to be a very strong product for them. Uh, we love the fact that we're bringing it out with the Mustang badge as an, as an SUV, but yet a very sporty package. So, you know, obviously dealers and, uh, you know, the market in California is a little more conditioned, uh, but uh, electric vehicles are coming everywhere. And, and as you said, it's not a Zev State vehicle or a compliance vehicle. We went from the very beginning, this is going to be a terrific winning vehicle that customers are going to want to have, love to drive. And uh, anytime you get a vehicle like that, our dealers are, you know, they're excited and they're right there with us. And we believe we've delivered that kind of a vehicle to the marketplace. There's been a lot of comparisons with uh, the Mach-E versus the Tesla Model Y. Do you think you're going to get Tesla Model Y uh, shoppers? Or do you think this is the Mach-E is going to help just grow the entire EV segment? Uh, for new customers entering, you know, obviously if they bought a Tesla Model Y, it's not that old because it just, you know, recently launched. But uh, so we're not worrying about conquesting. But for, for shoppers that are entering the market and cross-shopping the two, uh, Model Y to the, to the Mach-E, we believe we'll win a lot of those comparisons uh, from, a, you know, on an individual customer-by-customer customer, uh, standpoint. Uh, we also think that ourselves and other OEMs coming in is going to grow the space that, you know, that the uh, total electric vehicle uh, market will expand. Much like we think we'll do very well versus Jeep with our Bronco, but we think the off-road imaged and capable part of the SUV market will expand as well uh, with, the, uh, with the introduction of the, of the three Broncos we're bringing to the market. So we believe there's a lot of market out there and that head-to-head, uh, -head, uh, that we've got a great product, great value proposition. We beat them in many ways. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, great Mustang heritage uh, to go along with it. That's, uh, that's a brand that um, America's sports car, America loves. So... Well, uh, we're very excited about it, John. Real good. Mark, with that, we're going to wrap up this segment. I really want to uh, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. It's great seeing you. Great being with you. And uh, have a, a great holiday season to you, your family, and your team there at uh, AutoLine. Okay, John? Uh, we'll, we'll do just that. Great. Thanks thank again, you. Mark. Thanks for having me. Okay, and now we're going to go to the second part of the show, which I mentioned before. We're going to be, or I'm going to be sitting down and talking with Allison Witherspoon, the first chief marketing officer at Nissan in North America. And I think you're going to find what she has to say very interesting because Nissan's got a bit of a tough road ahead of it. Twenty twenty has been a terrible year for most automakers, especially for Nissan. It's down the most in sales of any automaker. So, Allison Witherspoon, my question to start this off is: as the first chief marketing officer of Nissan in the Americas, what's your first order of business? So, first order of business is really around 
driving and steering through these uncertain times. And I think the pandemic has hit all industries. Automotive has not been spared from that. And so it's really working through the uncertainty and making sure that we're addressing what consumers need during this time. And that can be from how they want to shop online, but also to the products. And, and I think what's really exciting right now at Nissan is that we have a complete product offensive that is coming. It started a few months ago with the all new 2021 Rogue, which is now in dealerships. It launched in November. And then today we revealed the new 2021 Armada, which is right back here. It's this lovely beast right there as well as the new 2021 Kicks, which is on this other side. And so basically what we've done is we've refreshed our entire SUV lineup and we even have, we have even more coming. Yeah, Allison, uh, as you know, Nissan sales are down about 35% so far this year. Another way of stating that is you've lost one out of three customers. How do you get those customers back to your stores? I think our refresh lineup is going to be a huge way to get consumers into the brand. We're also going to be delivering this thrilling product and great customer experiences, especially around how we're going to be operating and implementing all of our online shopping activities. So we really see those ways as bringing new people into the Nissan brand through our product as well as through our experiences. Yeah, you, you mentioned new product, the, the kicks, the kicks is, I mean, it's kicking it out the door there. Sales are up <laughs> dramatically. Yes, the kicks. So this launched in 2018. It was a great product for us. It's a very exciting vehicle for us. It taps into a new demographic around the millennials. It's exciting. It's fresh. It's snappy. Um, and it just it's a great drive as well. And so we're excited to bring this new version of it. This is refreshed. We've done refreshes to the exterior in the front end as well as the rear end styling, but also inside bringing a lot more technology to the vehicle and a lot of connectivity features. Tell us a little bit more about the Rogue right now. How do you expect that to do? So the all-new 2021 Rogue is amazing. This product is completely incredible. It's it's a refresh from the ground up. It launched in, de in dealerships in November. It has an incredible suite of technology. It has very premium features, especially when you get into the upper, gra upper grade trims. And it's also just a great driver. In addition to that, connectivity is such an important part of of vehicles right now, and especially how consumers are using the cars. So it has these little touches such as Apple CarPlay, as well as a wireless charging pad that are just very, very convenient for consumers right now. So we're excited about that. The initial performance has been done. It has done very, very well. We've seen a lot of a demand online. We have what we call key buying actions, which are leading indicators of sales. Those are completely through the roof once we started the campaign for the all new 2021 Rogue. Let's talk about the beast, as you called it, uh, <laughs> the new Armada. I mean, big size SUVs, really hot segment. It hasn't fared so well. Uh, talk a little bit about how you've refreshed this, but also how do you get people to start looking at it and coming into the showroom? So the Armada is also, this is a major, major refresh um, when it comes to this vehicle. So again, all new front end styling, all new rear end styling. We also have, you know, very similar to the Kicks, a lot more advanced technology features that are in the car, standard safety shield 360. So you can make sure that you get all of those standard safety features. And then also connectivity. You're going to hear me say that a lot because this is really how we're approaching our vehicle lineup, making sure that we're able to bring all of this connectivity, all of this safety technology in a very value-oriented package. So the Armada, this beautiful beast, um, that's 
going to, those are the main upgrades for this vehicle as well. As far as getting it into market, our dealers are incredibly excited about this vehicle, but then it's also how we communicate that. And that's actually my role and how we actually bring this to market through our communications. We're going to be talking a lot about the safety technology, again, a lot about the connectivity, but also the durability and the capability of the vehicle. And it's really about reintroducing this. This is a refresh. It is part of our product offensive. So bringing that to consumers so they're aware that there is a new Armada here. Okay, uh, Kicks, Rogue, Armada. I got to believe there's more in the in the pipeline as well. There is definitely more. We are refreshing 10 of our models in 20 months. Um, so you're seeing a suite of it already. There is still more to come at the very beginning of 2021. I can't give all of the details yet, um, but get excited. A lot is coming from Nissan. You talked about creating a, a really good uh, customer experience in buying and owning these cars. What are you planning on doing differently? So I, for us, it's all around bringing a lot more digital online shopping tools to consumers. Online retailing is not a new thing. However, it wasn't quite as prevalent in the automotive space. And what we saw in COVID-19 is really the proliferation of consumer demand when it comes to online shopping. So what we did at Nissan is we actually pulled forward a lot of our e-commerce and online shopping tools. We pulled a lot of those plans forward and really accelerated those programs. In May, we launched a program called Shop at Home, where we actually completely reconfigured and developed a complete new UI for how we actually showcase all of these shopping tools on NissanUSA.com. In addition to that, we also launched a brand new car configurator that really allowed consumers to play and fantasize with all of the different features that they can be adding to the cars, as well as the more practical and functional side about evaluating and estimating your trade-in, estimating your payments, and really providing a lot more tools where you can connect very easily to dealers to complete that transaction process. And there is even more to come. In addition to that, we worked very closely with our dealers on how can we start to communicate in a more one-to-one -one or one-to-many format using Facebook Live. And what that enabled our dealers to do is actually have very live conversations using Facebook Live with consumers. And especially when you think about in COVID-19, not everyone is going to feel comfortable to come to the showrooms just yet. And this allowed dealers to really open up that door and break the fourth wall a little bit and get people in to be searching as they're going through their automotive shopping process online. Do you, have any, do you have any metrics on how that's working? Um, yeah, so I think on Shop at Home, we've seen very strong numbers. So we've seen a 100% increase in what we call key buying actions and visits. And then conversion to sale is actually up 20% within this, this relaunch and reconfigured program. So we're being seen very strong conversion there. When it comes to Facebook Live, we've had over 100 different videos that, that dealers have done. We've had over 100,000 views by consumers of these different videos. And now we're doing a full national rollout across all of our dealers. And there's even more to come in how we leverage this type of technology and communication platforms. As we talked about the, the product that y'all have coming, as you know, right now, there's so much talk about electric vehicles. They're the darling of Wall Street. The electric companies and even suppliers are getting crazy valuations. Nissan, of course, was one of the first into the segment with the Leaf, just celebrated its 10th birthday. Yep. That, that's quite an, uh, a statement. Well, what else do you have coming along the, the lines of electric vehicles? 
So we have, yeah, so happy birthday to the LEAF. We're very excited, um, 10 years old. We have a long history. The LEAF was the first mass-produced electric vehicle. So we have a very long history in electric vehicles. We also, earlier this summer, we launched, or we revealed the ARIA crossover, the all-electric crossover concept, which is going to be our next model in our electrification strategy. And that will be coming later in 2021. This vehicle, it's beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. It takes all the full advantage of all of the benefits of electrification and in this beautiful package that's also very capable because it is a crossover. So we're excited to bring that market, that product to market as well. And let's go back to how you're going to interface with, with customers, especially at the dealership level. You, you've talked about doing Facebook Live. Uh, you, you've talked about other things. How do you convince people that it's safe to go out and buy a car right now? I think to me, it, it needs to be based on what consumers feel is necessary. What are they comfortable with doing? I think that over time, consumers, there are still going to be consumers that very much want to go to the dealership, very much that want to be able to test drive. And we will be providing those opportunities. If consumers want to do a lot more of that activity online, we are also providing the tools that enable that. When it comes to ways that we're reaching out, it isn't just in the showroom anymore. And I think that's what has really changed during COVID-19. It is much more in these online shopping tools. It is much more in developing um, our e-commerce capability. And then also how we communicate, which is through platforms like Facebook Live. And last question then, as you know, the passenger car segment continues to shrink. Nissan's got a lot of passenger cars in its lineup. What are your thoughts going forward of that segment? So we're we're very um, we're very proud of our sedan lineup. So we have the Versa, we have the Sentra, and then we also have the Altima. We and we also have the Maxima. So we have a great sedan lineup. We are convinced that there are sedans that will be that consumers are going to want. We've especially seen that in some of the younger generations, really around millennials. So we still think that sedans are a very important segment. Ultimately, what we want to do is provide the right type of products that will really be able to thrill our customers. And we think that we offer that both with our SUVs as well as, as, well as with our sedans. Allison Witherspoon, first CMO of Nissan. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. It's great to be here. AutoLine This Week partnered with the Consulate General of Canada in Detroit to produce this episode.